On today's episode, we have a question from Lynn. Lynn asked, Heather, what is the one thing you would recommend for a newer agent? And if you hang in there just a moment, I've got my answer. Welcome to the Savvy Agent Podcast, where we help real estate agents build a thriving business so they have financial freedom in their life without having to work 24-7. I'm your host, Heather Wright. Now let's get to it. So the short answer to what is the one thing I would recommend for a newer agent, my short answer is be proactive, not reactive for everything. And of course, you know, I'm sure Lynn is thinking like, how do I get more business? I really, I really want to get this business going. And you can't really do that. Like everything starts with getting leads that turn into clients that turn into sales. So Lynn has also recently been to my database R&R presentation where I go through our exact strategy, which results in us having 75% of our annual business be from people we already know, past clients, our sphere of influence or referrals. So repeat business and referrals is 75% of our sales. So what is that? If we're, if our goal is 65 sales, that's about 48, 49 sales for the year are going to be from people we already know. And so we do that. I mean, this presentation, it was like a two hour presentation, so it's way too long. But in a nutshell, it's really about being visible with people you already know and communicating with them so that they don't have a chance to forget you exist. And in that communication, leading with value. So whether that is in our post-closing checklist, uh, you know, our 90-day contact plan, our monthly newsletter, we offer monthly home value reports, and then we also send cards for their holidays and birthdays and a house anniversaries. So, um, you know, there's a lot involved in that process that we work on a daily basis. So it's really easy, I think, to be distracted by the bright, shiny things. Do this, do that, do this, do that. But you got to find your own this and your own that. So I can tell you all day long what I do, but what are you going to do? And that's what I mean by being proactive. You know what you need to do. You know that you need to talk to everybody. You know, you need to talk to all of the people you know. But how are you going to do that? You know, you need to meet new people. One way to do that is to knock on doors. You could pick out a neighborhood. You could do a market analysis on each house. You could knock on the door and say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, um, I know you don't know me, but I have done a market analysis on your house. And I just wanted you to know that this is what it could sell for if you sold it today. I mean, I don't recommend that because it's not something I want to do. I am six feet tall. I am large and in charge and I get hot fast. So like today it's like the edge of the earth is burning (laughs) outside. It is so freaking hot. There's a heat advisory. I would never in a million years knock on someone's door today because I would be drenched in sweat. And so that's not something I'm going to do. Now, somebody who is successful door knocking If they were to say, Hey, Heather, you should go door knock. Like that's the one thing you need to do to have success in real estate. That's cool. Then I'm just going to be obsessed with how much I don't want to do that. And that's how I'm going to spend all of my time is giving myself excuses to not door knock. So instead of thinking about that one thing that works for everybody else, think about the one thing that's going to work for you. What are you good at? What are you not good at? What are the things that make you sweat? Just thinking about doing them. (laughs) 
Like I start sweating, like my nerves just immediately go off with, wait a second, you want me to cold call a thousand people today? Oh my God. No, you want me to call my past clients on the phone and ask them for a referral? Not happening. And that's okay. That's my thing. I don't want to do that. And so I have found a way to get the job done without making those calls. Is it possible if I made the calls, I might have more business? Maybe. Is it possible that next week I might change my entire strategy if business required it? Of course. I mean, probably not next week, but never say never. So this is what works for me now. And I'm going to do that until it doesn't work for me. I'm not going to get distracted by the bright, shiny things that are out there. And I'm going to do what is easy and simple and efficient for me to do, because if it is difficult, if it makes me nervous, makes me want to sweat, I'm not going to do it. If it is complicated or expensive, I'm not going to do that. So I would start with how can you deliver value to the people you already know? And who are those people? I've got my people organized in a CRM. If you don't, you should consider it. And actually I have an affiliate link to follow-up boss, which is the CRM that I use, where if you sign up for follow-up boss through my link, then you get 50% off your first month, which is pretty cool. So with follow-up boss, I have all of my people organized. Now I do not usually call them. I very rarely call people just to, you know, shoot the breeze or find out how they are. Like that's a rare occurrence here, but I do keep it organized and I do communicate with them. So I might send out, um, I might send out an email promoting a new listing I have. And yeah, that's uh, not necessarily value-based. That's a little bit more sales-based, but I'm not going to do that every single time. So maybe 20% of the time, my messages might be sales-based, but if you have a new listing, well, you need to promote it, right? You are in sales after all. But if I didn't have a new listing, then the people that I know who are homeowners, I would start doing equity updates for them. I would create an action plan to stay in touch with them at least once a quarter. I would send them a happy house anniversary card. I would do whatever came naturally for me to do. And maybe what comes naturally to you is to call people on the phone or to text everybody, you know, that's cool. Do you, but being proactive and showing up for the people you already know is going to give you visibility. It's probably not going to get you sales today, but over time and real estate is a long game over time. Those people are going to remember Oh, Lynn, she is always contacting me with these equity updates. Or I saw Lynn had a listing for sale in this neighborhood not long ago. Or Lynn gives me the greatest tips for owning my home. I'm going to call her because I have a question about blah, blah, blah. If you've been in the business for a while, or even if you're brand new, but you haven't necessarily talked with everyone you know in a long time, maybe you know somebody, but it's been seven years since you actually spoke, I would re-engage with them. And you can, you can handle that a number of different ways. And actually I have a link that gives you, um, I will include a copy of this link in the show notes, but it has, I don't know how many ideas on here of how you can re-engage with people you already know. I'm pulling it up here on my computer. So it's got 20 plus ideas. I think I didn't really count, but 
you know, you could reach out to somebody and invite them to lunch. You could invite them to coffee. You could share a home related tip. Let's say that the first time that it freezes every year, I always see a bazillion reminders from realtors every year that, and moms, moms also remind me. So if it's going to be below freezing, my mom always says, Hey, you need to, you need to take your hose off the house. So, you know, here, if you have your, your hose connected to the hose bib on the outside of your house, if it freezes, then that can freeze and that will break the pipe. And then you have a big mess. So that's a seasonal tip on, you know, what, how to take care of your house. So, I mean, it's also kind of a lame tip. So here off the cuff, it's kind of hard to come up with a good idea. Um, you know, maybe you put together a flyer of all of the pools or the splash pads or, you know, different parks and recs efforts that are out there to keep people cool in the summer. So share that with everybody, you know, like, Hey, you know, do you have any plans for the summer? Blah, blah, blah. Hey, I put together this flyer for my real estate clients. And I thought maybe you would like it too. You know, I found it interesting. I didn't know that the city had X number of pools, but these are people that, you know, so you know what the best way is going to be to handle re-engaging with them. And so I wouldn't apologize. I wouldn't tell them, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's been 10 years since I talked with you. Cause you know what? They could have called you in the last 10 years too. And they didn't, but I don't hear them apologizing to you. So just keep it fresh no apologies necessary. There is no expectation of staying in touch and re-engage that person and just have a conversation. You were thinking about them, wondering how they are, how the kids are. Maybe you saw a picture on their social media and you can't believe that their son just graduated high school or college or whatever. And you wanted to see what they've been up to. And let that conversation happen organically. And if they tell you to F off because they expected you to call them in the last 10 years, well, okay, then they're not your people and you can move on. Anyway, I'll have a link to this re-engagement topics uh, worksheet that you can have. It's got a lot of ideas of things that you can do to reinvigorate those old relationships with people that you already know. And it also helps you stay visible with them because you want to be their go-to agent for when they're ready to buy and sell, but also when everyone they know is ready to buy and sell. So depending on how big your database is, how big your sphere is, that could keep you pretty busy for a while, or it might not keep you very busy at all. You know, if you just moved to a town and you don't know anybody, well, you are probably going to have to really bootstrap for those leads. And by bootstrap, I would do open houses. If it was me and I needed business right freaking now, I would do one or two open houses or more depending on your market, like how many you can squeeze in and how often they're happening. Just I would do open houses left and right. And so then people who come into the open houses, can you capture their contact information? Can you follow up with them afterward? Do they have any questions that they're asking? Are you hearing similar questions from people at open houses that maybe could inspire your content creation the following week? Are people asking you, you know, if you got three questions at an open house from people, like how, what's a common question from open houses? Maybe you're hosting an open house in a neighborhood that has an HOA and people want to know what is included in the HOA. So could you do a video on that neighborhood? Is there like a, is there a sign that has the neighborhood name on it? Be like, Hey guys, this is me, Heather. I just had an open house in the Beaver Woods neighborhood. It's the neighborhood I live in. 
I just held an open house in Beaver Woods and several people asked me what the HOA fees cover. And so I thought it would be really helpful for everyone to know. I mean, this video off the cuff, you'd probably want to spend a little bit more time on your script, but I just want to let you know that the HOA dues in Beaver Woods are currently $350 and they, they always cover exterior maintenance. Like, you know, in Beaver Woods, it is a neighborhood of houses. So in that case, it covers the sign maintenance and we have some outlots and maintenance on those. Then there's insurance on the outlots and the property that's owned by the HOA. And then we have, it's a neighborhood of four little cul-de-sacs. And so people who, you know, people who don't live here probably don't know that the HOA actually pays for snow removal because in my town, cul-de-sacs are the last on the list to get snow plowed. So we have a contract with somebody who comes in before the city, usually before the city, uh, and plows the snow. So that way we're proactive with our snow removal. And there's also, because we live in Beaver Woods, guess what? There's a lot of leaves. And so at the, um, like in leaf season, so four weeks, usually between October and November there, if you pile all of the leaves in your yard onto the curb, like the front four or five feet of your yard, then we will have a contractor come by and remove those leaves for you. So, you know, people who do not live in the woods might have one or two trees. And so they can rake their leaves up and put them in a yard bag. But I mean, we're talking we're talking tarps full of leaves here. So we just, we rake them up and take them out to uh, the front on the curb. And um, that's included in the dues. Yes. There is some hard labor that you have to do with that, but I mean, that's, that's a pretty good deal where uh, the HOA takes care of it for you. It's a service that they don't have to do. You could just let the leaves sit on your yard and that would be horrible. They could just leave you to figure it out on your own, but instead they provide that service and get it organized and take care of it for you. So that's actually a pretty interesting, informative video that you could do just standing at the entrance of the Beaver Woods sign. So what is the development that you're doing? Do they have a pool? Well, I would maybe do my video by the pool. Do they have a pond? You know, what, what is interesting about living there? Anything, if it's not interesting, if it's, if it's kind of dull and boring, well, maybe find a more interesting place that you could provide some information about. So the purpose of doing these videos is not really to tell the whole world about how great the HOA at Beaver Woods is, but it is good to share to the whole world how smart you are and how proactive you are by sharing information. That is a common question that people have asked. And it shows that you are the go-to agent. You are the person that they can ask their real estate questions to because you have the answers. So using those common questions that you're getting from people is going to help you create your content strategy. It's going to help people get to know you, like you, trust you. They'll recognize you as the local expert. You can do buyer content. You can do seller content. You could put ad money behind that content and give people a way to reach out to you. Maybe you have an ultimate guide to selling your house and you make a video, you do a post, whatever it is, there's a link that they can register to get that, or they can send you a message to get it. And you put money behind that with that call to action there. And then that snowballs and allows you to have more conversations with more people about real estate, which is proactive versus reactive 
sitting around waiting for the phone to ring. But if nobody knows that you're the greatest real estate agent ever, how will they know to call you? And then of course, I think that being proactive in general is like the way to live. Because for example, I have a closing that was supposed to close on Friday. Well, as of the day that I'm recording this, it was supposed to close a couple of days ago on Friday. And now it's not, it's going to close on Tuesday instead. And so they waited until Wednesday to tell me we weren't going to meet our closing date. And they obviously knew that for a while because of the things that they did to prepare for missing that date. And that's great. But you know what that was? That was reactive. They waited until the last minute to share bad news with me. Nobody likes to give bad news. Nobody likes to get bad news. But if something has gone wrong, or even if something has gone right, you just have to, people expect to know what's going on. And the surprise factor of not knowing what's going on and then having something bad happen, it's too much. And it makes people really angry. I lost my head on it. But if they had said, Hey, we have this problem. This happened. We have these two solutions. I'll let you know tomorrow what we decide to go with. And if they had kept me informed and communicated with me, it wouldn't have been an issue. So be proactive, reach out and communicate with people before it becomes a problem. Even if you're only communicating the good things like, Hey, I just want to let you know we're on track for closing, be the proactive agent, not the reactive agent. Reactive causes stress. And I mean, I don't want to stress about where my next check is going to come from. I don't want to stress about, Oh my God, what do I have to do to get a lead today? Oh my God. I don't know if this is going to close. And I just know that other agent is going to be mad at me when I tell them, like, I don't want any of that stress. So I'm going to be proactive. I'm going to attack it head on. And maybe attack is the, I I don't know that sounds kind of negative, but being proactive is a positive thing. Yeah. So that's my answer. Be proactive, not reactive in every aspect of your real estate business. If you have a question that you would like to be featured on the Savvy Agent Podcast, you can email me at podcast at savvyagent.co.